Well, hello, America, and welcome to the Robin Walter Show, part of the ministry of Red Sky Radio. God bless you. Just a quick reminder uh, for those of you who listen, however you listen, we are available on podcast. You type in The Robin Walter Show with spaces. You should pull it up on any one of a number of platforms on Rumble. It's all one word without the word the, just Robin Walter Show up in the search bar. You should get it. We don't know why it doesn't load real quickly on Rumble. We don't really know. Can't figure that out. Can't seem to get an answer just yet, but we are working on it. So anyway, also want to remind you that the book, Rapture Revisited, finally, a lawyer takes a look at end time events, is now available on Amazon.com. Type in the whole title. You'll get it. You won't see the old book cover if you have the previous version or edition, the new one is not worth paying money to get the new one. The differences are very little, but we did upgrade the cover to a great cover, showing me uh, drawing my Bible from my Bible holster out in a western black and white kind of scene down on an old country road where we shot it in rural Michigan. Anyway, take a look at it. Stocking stuffers for Christmas, if you will. Um, I uh, I look forward to just just hearing people being ministered to by the book. And I just want to insert before I get into this. Uh, I was ministering in the Midwest a couple weeks ago. I had two books left, and I gave them to two preachers that were associated with the with IHOP, not the International House of Pancakes but the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. And I thought, well, what what are these guys going to think of it? And they ministered then that night at at a service. They came up and said, my gosh, this is life-changing. This book has, I mean, one of them just said, I'm eating this up. The other one said, I never really thought there was a pre-trib rapture. It just didn't sit well. It didn't resonate in my spirit. This book gives me the ammunition and the confidence that, in fact, that was the Holy Spirit telling me that it was wrong. And now, sadly, you have pre-trib people like John MacArthur coming out who said the unbelievable, the unbelievable, that if you end up having to take the mark of the beast to feed your children, God will forgive you for that. John I have seen and read that he said that. I can't absolutely verify he said it. That's what other people are saying he said, quoting him. But if he said that, then he's sending a lot of people to hell. I don't know how how many people he won to the Lord, but he could be sending more to hell than he ever won to the Lord because there is no coming back. Take the mark of the beast, you're done. You go to hell. Simple as that. There's no taking it in ignorance. There is none. But he's a pre-trib guy, so he thinks that all the Christians are gone and the only ones taking the mark of the beast will be those who take it ignorantly and therefore they would be forgiven during the tribulation. 
You see how screwed up the pre-trib rapture theory is? Do you see how it leads to distortions and virtual heresy in the Word of God? And in this case, helping lead people to hell. Thanks, John. Thanks for all that you've done. But now it's time to shut up if that's the stuff you're going to preach. Okay, where are we? Just a quick follow-up on COVID issues. So, all the universities out there are requiring students to take the shot. You know what? We need it. We need some class action lawsuits against every single university and college that demands that, where the students get sick or die because of the because of the stupid COVID shot. <clears throat> Sue them. Sue them right into the doldrums of chapter whatever that applies to nonprofit organizations under the U.S. Bankruptcy Code. Was it California? I think they're now requiring everybody that goes to school to have a shot above a certain age. How stupid, how demonic, how controlling. And while we are doing that craziness, a very well-established study by well-known and accomplished American and British scientists have now determined that these experimental shots, they are. What do you mean they're experimental? No, they were never approved. It was emergency use, use authorization. They were never vetted, verified. They had no data. They couldn't show you the data unless they indict themselves. The latest study, the latest study shows that the COVID shot is 100, 100. You got that? You know how what that is in percent? So a, hundred, a doubling would be 100%, right? 10 times would be 1,000%. So 10 times and 100 times means it would it's a 10,000% greater probability to cause severe harm than to prevent it. This is the British and American scientists who have the guts, who apparently their paycheck is not dependent upon drinking the COVID Kool-Aid. And in fact, the evidence is so compelling, but the, but the universities, the governments, they can't give up on it. It's the way we get to control you, little minions, you little 18, 19, 20-year-olds. We can control everything you do by making you get the stupid shot. So Britain, Britain, that was a leader in mandates, now is not only saying that those who are 12 and are under 12, they're not just saying they do don't have to get the shot. Britain is finally wise enough to say they actually are now making it illegal if you're under 12 to get the shot. You cannot get the COVID shot under age 12 in, in Britain. Not anymore because they know it kills more. It doesn't save any of these kids, which are so ridiculously removed from any real risk. If they get it, they're not, they now have a natural vaccine, I mean a natural immunity. But, they're, but you've got kids, particularly young boys, dying of myocarditis, heart attacks, girls with various menstrual problems, 
they have now prohibited the vaccine if you're under 12. We just don't... People say, well, why don't we get it? We do get it. The Democrats are in power. They do get it. They want people under their thumb, under their control. That's all Satan has ever wanted, was to be worshipped and to be in charge, to be the big kahuna, to be in control. And he's in charge of this U.S. Especially if you saw Joe Biden's speech from hell the other night, which we'll get to in a minute. Boise, Idaho. This town has gone crazy left. Too bad. I don't know that Idaho has gone left, but but Boise is stuck on stupidity. They are now uh, having the Boise Pride Festival. Oh, pride! People who take such pride in sin—they're so proud of their sodomistic behavior. They're so proud of being doing that which is abominable in the eyes of God. They're so prideful of doing that which God called for execution if they were caught performing the acts that they think are such so worthy of lauding and extolling and having displayed in parades. Boise is having the drag kids on stage as part of the Boise Pride Festival. They say here, quote, You've watched the Queens and Kings. Now it's time to see the kids. Do you know what part of hell is waiting for these people that do this? Charles Manson, if he didn't confess his sins to the Lord, is in a higher place in hell than these people will be. And Jesus made that very clear. Only the leading little ones astray, Jesus singled out as being worse than anything else, which tells me that somehow there is a portion of hell that's made for all the trainees of the drag queen operators and all the teachers that are leading these kids down the path of death and destruction. It says in their flyer, quote, Come and cheer them on as they bring drag to the younger generation. The festival will include a drag queen story hour and host at least four different events with drag performers. They are a drag, all right. Pride's the number one sin. Everybody says, what's the main sin? Pride. Who's more proudful than the pride people? Who are prideful of their, they're prideful of their pride. Working overtime 24-7 to bury the consciousness of sin in consciences of many of which have been seared. And they only feel better when they can seduce and groom your children and your grandchildren. Because there's no queer gene. They have to replicate. They have to duplicate themselves because you can't do it naturally. Hence, the grooming campaign. And, oh, by the way, who's sponsoring this pit of hell abomination? Wells Fargo. Oh, I'm sorry. Wells Fargo. I thought somebody called call it Wells Fargo. Whatever. Target. Hewlett-Packard, Citibank, all the places with which we really don't want to do business, right? I don't want to. California School District features Progress Pride murals on the school campuses. Now, there's two things interesting about this piece, the first of which is 
I saw this piece somewhere, and I couldn't remember where it was. So I went on Google to find it, and you can't find Google shining the flashlight under the queer refrigerator. They won't do it. I found all, re all kinds of references to this and similar articles on DuckDuckGo, but not on Gaggle. They're too busy giggling on gaggling or something, whatever they're doing, suppressing Christian thought, Nazis claiming everybody else is fascist when they're the Nazis, taking orders from executive orders from Joe Biden. So they've got the Progress Pride murals on all of their schools in Castro Unified School District in California. They, the school district announced Progress Pride murals on every school campus. Murals with a queer flag, the tranny flag worked in there. As children head back to school, they say, quote, Progress Pride flags are being painted as murals on each school campus, said the school district, featuring several images of murals, including one with children standing on each side, smiling next to the queer flags and the tranny flags. It's a revamped flag, though. The, the queer flag, which isn't the real rainbow, there's only six colors in the queer flag. There's seven in the rainbow. See, the queers couldn't even get that right. They only got six, which is the number of fallen man, by the way. So the, quote, progress pride murals are a part of the left's revamped flag, which now uh, includes tranny colors, and they threw in a black stripe for blacks. I will tell you, all of my listeners that are black, and we have many black listeners, I would be so incensed to have your racial identity, if you want to call it that, your the color of your skin become an identification marker conjoined to everything God will pukes over being the, the despoiling of children, the grooming of children, and sodomistic behavior. If I were black, if I were one-tenth black, I would be so furious, I would burn every stinking one of these flags I could find if I could do so without getting caught. Right? Well, you know, I had enough of this pride crapola, but do you think it really stops there? I will tell you how weaponized... Joey, from the pit of hell, I'm your emissary from the devil himself, Biden. Justice Department has now targeted the Eagle Forum Institute of Alabama. The DOJ. They must have gotten the idea from the FBI. Let's just prosecute and persecute everybody who might expose the truth that we are actually an arm of the Democrat Party here to repress and suppress truth and persecute those who insist on being able to exercise their First Amendment. So they're going after Eagle Forum, demanding through a subpoena that they produce all information related to the nonprofit's legislative activities promoting the Alabama Vulnerable Child Compassion and Protection Act. This was an act that basically uh, said that you can't groom these young kids. 
You can't pervert them in their belief of what their gender is. See, these are teachers, others who are saying, well, how do you know you're a girl? How do you know you're a boy? I said, well, well I, I don't know. Because, they're, hey, they're eight years old. They're not into anatomy at that point. And they get them questioning, and then once they say, well, I don't know. Then the teacher says, whoa, you could be, you're gender fluid. All of a sudden, the number of general uh, gender dysphoric children quadruples from 4 to 16, and then 16 to 30. Who is creating the confusion? Who's creating the dysphoria? These teachers, these so-called counselors from the pit of hell who should be imprisoned, or worse, after a fair trial. But because this institute is doing what it is legally okay to do. You see, as a nonprofit, you cannot attack or support or politicize against specific candidates. But you are allowed a degree of lobbying efforts in support of those issues that are related to the mission of your nonprofit organization. Does the DOJ, with its, with its orders from hell, i.e., the Biden regime, do they care what the law is? Of course not, because they've become the Department of Injustice. So they're targeting them. And you think there's help from the churches? The Episcopal Church, this last week, comes out and says, we are going to support gender-affirming care, which means they now support bodily mutilation of young boys and young girls. That's your Episcopal Church. I couldn't care less if they went. I hope they go bankrupt. Episcopal Preachers, loosely so-called, increasingly and by and large, would not recognize the Bible in a Christian bookstore. They are so screwed up. They are so lost. They are on a mission not from God, but from the devil, leading little ones astray, now coming from the auspices of the pulpits of one of the austere, or, or not austere, but one of the revered denominations of the United States. Forget the lousy Episcopalians. They're screwed up. One more dime you give to that church is one more dime you have just kissed away. God will not bless your giving to churches that promote demonic activity. In fact, quite the contrary. Maybe your tithe to a demonic organization will be multiplied to your detriment. Well, I believe in the 30, 60, 100-fold return. Well, for whatever you give to those organizations, maybe it's a 30, 60, 100-fold loss that you have. God's not going to bless that. Well, oh, okay, let me just take a deep breath. I, I have something I'm going to play for you in a few minutes here. Because you see, whatever the devil does, I mean, obviously... It bothers me. Have you picked up on that yet? But it angers me almost to the point of the inability to control myself when it comes to the moral destruction 
the moral abuse, the moral and physical molestation of children. It's fighting time is what it is. I mean, isn't that what Nehemiah said in Nehemiah 4.14? When the enemies of God, the tools and the emissaries of Satan himself tried to stop the godly work, and Nehemiah says, when the rulers and and all those in power were against the Hebrews building the wall, and he said, fight. Fight for your homes. Fight for your wives. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your sons. Fight for your lands. It's a battle. And in one of the most missed Old Testament analogical, I guess would be the word, statements, something in the Old Testament that's said that represents what we consider to be a New Testament principle, which comes from James, where he says, faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. Works without faith is dead. It goes both ways. You need both. And in that analogical command of Nehemiah, he has his soldiers holding a sword in one hand, which represents the Word of God. The, the, the Word of God, which is sharper than any two-edged sword, is in one hand represents a faith, while those men with the other hand was laying, were laying bricks on the wall. This is what you're called to do. If you're praying, great, but if there's no works attached to your faith, your faith is dead. If you don't have the guts to do and say the things you ought to do and say, their faith is worth nothing. And your works without faith are just the works of man. God's not going to share his glory with the works of man. you got to do both. And what I look and I hear and I see what is going on in the schools, I just have to tell you, I am livid. I mean, I, I have made a point. I mean, you know, I'm going to go so far as to say this. And you may disagree, but that's just too bad. If you have children in a government school, you are arguably contributing to child abuse. Child neglect, certainly. Child endangerment, absolutely. You say, well, I can't afford it. Look, you can't afford to have your children turned over to the devil. Because that's what government schools are. They're the devil these days. And grandchildren? You know, forget the new SUV. Drive your old piece of junk. God will bless you. Get those kids out of the government school. Get them into a Christian school, into a homeschooling network. I have not yet, and it's been 40 years since my kids were in school, not yet heard one parent say, that the sacrifice they made to either homeschool or private school wasn't worth every single dime that they paid. Because it shows up in the quality of their children. It shows up in the quality of children's wives and husbands. And guess what? Then it shows up in the quality 
and the commitment and the godliness of your grandchildren. And how cool is that? How good is that? How could that not make you feel like you did an okay job in this life by giving a spiritual leg up, by helping assure the spiritual certainty of your children and your grandchildren? I'm going to play a clip here in just a second. This is uh, of a five-year-old grandson. I want you to hear what he does by memory. Okay, ready? Okay, roll it. Okay, here we go. Take it away, Andon. Vacation. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I'll make a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. I will hide his word in my heart that I might not sin against God. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior who his kingdom and stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and ours forgiven our debts. And as always, forgiven our debtors. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And amen. And to let you know, that was all memorized. That's right. All memorized. This boy's five years old. He has been in kindergarten two weeks in a good Christian school. Memorize the Pledge of Allegiance, commitment to the Word of God, the Christian, uh, the Christian flag, the Lord's Prayer. This is where it has to start. If you don't think that this won't pay off dividends in the future, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. Get them out of godless, God-hating, Christ-hating, Word-of-God-hating, devil-manipulating schools. I, I, I just got to share a testimony because I've got a couple of sons who serve the Lord greatly. I made some decisions very early in my life, very early in my life, because I could not see how... I could afford to put them in a Christian school. And mind you, this is three decades ago now when things weren't supposedly as bad, but I could see them going south. I could draw the trend line. I could connect the dots. People say, well, you're, you're crazy for what you're going to do. Well, what did I do? I took my house and I sold it. And I bought a house trading up because I was a young guy working up and trading up. No, I took my house, sold it, and I traded down. 
I bought a house one half the price of the one that I sold. All so that I could have my children enjoy a Christian education. And guess what? They ended up with Christian wives. And guess what? There are Christian grandchildren. Did you think that makes his papa happy? I'm just glad of all the screw-ups I've committed in my life. And I, I've got my share of them. Trust me. The next book will tell you all about them. Things I picked up along the way and a few things I should have left behind. But one of the good things, one of the right things I did that to me seems to be worth or equal to or greater than all the screw-ups was making sure these kids did not have a government education but a Christian education. Don't go away. This is Robin Waller, The Robin Waller Show. We'll be right back. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. Ugly thing like that. But there's a big old pile of evidence that all points towards the fact my dog might be a Democrat. We are back. This is Robin Walter, the Robin Walter Show. I, I hope this comes out well. I am not used to doing recording as in splicing them in and all of that stuff, but. There's a five-year-old grandson, nine-year-old granddaughter doing those two pieces. Train them up in the way they should go. When they're old, what? They will not depart. That's a promise from God. It is a promise. And you can't call yourself a Christian and just turn your back on the Word of God and say, I don't trust God for this or for that. He can't do this and he can't do that. What kind of testimony is that? There's a lot of mistakes we all make. But this is one you just simply cannot afford to make. In fact, it says in one of the epistles of John, there's no greater truth. I'm sorry. There's no greater joy than to know that my children walk in the light. Or other versions say the truth or the way. No greater joy. No greater joy than that your children, and then followed behind that grandchildren, walk in the truth and walk in the light. And you know what the flip side of that statement is? There's no greater distress. There's no greater sorrow. There's no greater heartbreak. There's no greater grief than to know that my children or maybe the grandchildren, as the case may be, do not walk that way. 
It will have you going to your grave wondering what you did wrong. Well, not everything turns out the way that we necessarily expect. But if you do all that you know to do that is right, then your conscience is cleared of what may become of your posterity. I'm sorry that I harp on this, but I'll tell you, this is what it comes down to. Abraham Lincoln, I think under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, made the statement that the philosophy of the schoolhouse in one generation becomes the philosophy of the government in the next. So that if you have a good educational upbringing, a godly Christian upbringing, that is the philosophy of the schoolhouse at that 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 generation, that will be the philosophy of the government in the next. And why do we have a government that sucks? Why do we have leaders from the pit of hell? Why do we have the Joe Biden and his communist regime energizing, politicizing, weaponizing every agency of the government to attack us, to suppress us, to do away with the word of God in the public square? Because all those people that little Joey has working for him, got fed crap at the generational level of K through 12 and then college. Garbage in, garbage out. Godly word in, godly word out. That's what it says in the in the Deuteronomy that the word of God should be for that be before them, and they're going uh, going in, and they're coming in, and they're going out. And they're sitting down and they're standing up wherever they may go, that the word of God would be upon them as the frontlets upon their eyes, that, that they live in a culture where the word of God prevails. Where the people say people say, Well, they need some sort of balance. Trust me. The devil will try to give them balance when they're out underneath your tutelage, when they're out from underneath your wing, your cover, your roof. They'll be facing the, the, the world. But what hope do they have if they haven't been taught and strengthened and thinking somehow that a half an hour in some lame church on a Sunday morning is going to insulate them against the hours on end of pit of hell indoctrination that comes from the government schools? You've lost already. Don't be shocked when, you, when a child comes home and they got... They got more metal on their face than uh, you would find in a copper tubing factory holding the hands of somebody who was the same sex. After all, God made us male and female. All the other genders have been created by Democrats. Democrats run every single government educational institution at all levels at all great, at all grade levels in every single state in the United States. If you think, oh, we'll go to Texas and put them in a public school there, well, it might, be, not, might not be as bad as California. I mean, how could it be any worse? But it's on its way. These schools are California wannabes. You won't find a respite in any government school anywhere in the United States. And if you think that it is, just wait till your child gets to the next grade. 
and then you got some training guy or some guy there in heels or who knows with some queer flag on the wall, and he's protected in his academic freedom, but your child is denied yours, his, or hers. So it is with that backdrop that I move to another backdrop. You've heard a lot this last week about the ghoulish, demonic, satanic speech by Joe, I'm your local demon, Biden, this past week. You know, you look at the backdrop. I don't like to listen to these speeches. I like to read them. Until my wife said about five or six times, you need to watch this. Okay, okay, okay. So I did. And I'm glad I did. Rats. Once again, she was right. Well, thank God for her. Anyway, I saw this. This was just from the pit of hell. I'm not sure what the left was thinking. Here's what I think the left was thinking. I think that they were thinking that if we have this deep, dark red that looks like hell, but with these kind of mysterious Marines in the background, that the people listening, combined with what Joe was reading, will make it or make an association of a deep red background, which has a hellish overtone, but attempting to connect it with the MAGA. The Make America Great Again Republicans. That's all I could think that what he was do they were doing. If some connected that, then they succeeded. But I have to believe that Satan in his out and out posturing in this country, his manifest and increasingly visual presence at all levels of government, all levels of the federal government, all agencies of the federal government. He must be thinking that he's got the ability at the time, the opportunity to just come all out, and yet what he's doing is exposing himself because this was just from hell. I do believe Joe Biden is demon-possessed. I do not think there's one good thing at all in this man. I do think he has a totally seared conscience. And if God wants to kill him and take him out, that's God's business, not mine, not yours. Like David said about Saul, hey, don't, don't touch him. He's not for me. God put him there. God can take him out. God gave us Joe Biden. You realize that? There's a passage, I think it's in Ezekiel, where it said that because of the sins of the people, God gave them, gave them statutes and laws under which they could not live. Sort of like God saying, okay, you want this crap? Here you go. Queer this, tranny that. Oh, you want you want uh, Saul? Uh, you want Obama? Uh, you want Biden? Okay, I've told you, I've warned you, I've sent my prophets. Okay, here you go. You got what you want, but when you start complaining to me, it says this in verse Samuel 8, I will not hear you. That's what he says. I mean, I, I have to believe that the left thinks that there was an association with mega uh, Republicans that could be uh, not so subliminally 
infused in our minds with this ghoulish, demonic posturing, and then they hate rhetoric. Mr. All the speeches, Joey, Mr. Crapmeister himself, Biden, gave us about pulling the country together in unity. He's just Obama 2.0. Obama would say, why don't we come together? Which Obama, of course, meant, why don't all of you guys come over to my side? Because I don't have one wit's worth of intention of compromising on anything. But come together over on my side. That is Joey Biden. He is from the pit of hell. Screaming, yelling. I mean, even his demeanor was demonic in every respect. What the enemy intends for evil, maybe God will use from good. Maybe Joey lost more votes than he ever could possibly pick up in the midterms with this uh, really incredible, great impersonation of Satan because it wasn't so much of an impersonation as it was an infusion. Did he talk about the border crisis? No. Did he talk about a student debt cancellation program? No. Did he talk about inf inf uh, inflation? No. Did he talk about our losing prestige? No, he didn't talk about any of those things because he can't. Because he's a loser all across the board, 100% of the time wrong. Which is why I don't understand Christians going out and getting a stupid shot. Because Joe Biden said it when he's never said anything. There was worth anything. Okay, I understand. He picked up where Donald Trump left off. And Trump got... Trump got... What's the word here? Uh, blindsided by Fauci and the others. But don't do anything that the Democrats say. Don't consider them to be right on any basis. But this is what I think is going on. I could be wrong. Because... They have no issues. The Democrats have no issues except hatred, more divisiveness, more stirring the pot, trying to get people to shoot each other, trying to create mayhem that they then attribute to Donald Trump, which is the most stupid, idiotic, moronic thing ever. And only morons would actually believe that. But we have a lot of them, like 36 percent of the population at a minimum, which still believes Joe Biden is doing a good job. I think he is purposefully trying to set off a firestorm. Do you know what he wants? He wants somebody on the right to just simply have had their fill and go shoot and kill a bunch of Democrat congressmen or do something stupid like that, notwithstanding it might give the Republicans a majority. But I'm not encouraging that or suggesting anybody do that. But he wants that. He wants to trigger some conservative to the point where they simply cannot take the injustice, the demonization, the hatred, the abusiveness, the divisiveness of our Mr. Stupido-in-Chief, Mr. Hater-in-Chief, Mr. Divider-in-Chief, Mr. Satan-Satanic-in-Chief, Mr. Demonic-in-Chief. He wants that so that he can then say, look, I told you these Republicans were monsters. Let me ask this simple question. How could, as he's up there screaming, we, only we, the Democrats, can make the USA for democracy against these Republicans? 
They're, they're awful. They're divisive. They're fascist. They're this and that. Wait a second. Wait a second, Joe. Who, who, runs, who owns the House of Representatives, Joe? Who owns the Senate, Joe? Who owns the presidency, Joe? Who is, Joe, who is running every single administrative position that exists, Joe? Who's in charge of the FBI, Joe? Who's in charge of the IRS, Joe? Who's in charge of the Department of Justice, Joe? They're all Democrats. How can we, the Republicans, the conservative, God-fearing mega-Republicans, how can we be fascists when we don't control, run, operate, or influence one stinking thing in the entire United States, and I haven't even gotten to big pharma, big tech, mainstream media. We own and run nothing. We are political peasants. They are the elite claiming the peasants are fascists, are democracy haters. When the super elites are running the show. And so this is what I think is going to happen. If, in fact, Joe Biden, the Democrats can't get any conservative to lose it and go off with an AR-15 or whatever. And they say, see, we told you so. And secretly, they're saying, you know, if we just simply told lies upon lies and had the media support it, and if we do it long enough for a year and a half, maybe we can get them to provoke them to something like this. Look, it worked. It actually worked. But what if it doesn't? Now we will have a Reichstag moment. The Reichstag was the lower house of the German legislature in the 30s. The lower house was the Reichstag. Hitler was gaining power, but yet wanted more. He was just Joe Biden with a mustache. He wanted more, but he could not figure out a way to get more power. He had to demonize somebody or some group, and then over and over with increasingly virulent rhetoric claim that they were doing this and that and all the things they were doing to Germany. Well, the convenient whipping boy was a relatively small and insignificant communist party in Germany. And you see, only the Communist Party were the only competitors to Adolf Hitler for being a dictator. But they didn't have the authority. They weren't in the position to do it. And so he could he get them to do something that called for the government to now clamp down on that communist and say, see, I told you this is what they were up to. They're from the pit of hell, and you got to give me more power to deal with this enemy. So what did Hitler do? Hitler had the Reichstag, the building that houses the lower house of the legislature in Germany in the 30s, burned. It was clearly an arson. And Hitler had enough power. 
and enough of the media behind him to blame it on the communists, even though he was the one that torched it. And what did they do? Oh, my gosh, Hitler was right. These communists, they just burned the Reichstag. We need to give them more power to deal with this obviously horrible element in our society. we got to get rid of them. It worked perfectly. And Hitler just simply smiled all the way to the throne, if you will, in Germany. It's exactly the tactic I expect from Joe Biden. And if it's not directly from Joe Biden, somebody who does his bidding, his handlers, I truly believe will precipitate what's known as a false flag, but this will be a Reichstag false flag, something big enough that will convince everybody because the media will be saying, look, he was right all along. He was right all along. You've got to vote the Democrats back in power. And if the Democrats get voted back in the power, certainly maybe by 2022, but certainly by 2024, kiss this country goodbye. It's gone. It's, it will not return until it's destroyed. And does it rise up like the phoenix? Maybe, maybe not. It's why I push and push and push and push for states to secede. Because there come a point where you no longer can get out unless you fight your way out. There will be no peaceful departure. There can be now, unless the left comes back, because the left is nothing but violent. They're all about violence. But when, the, when something bad happens between now and November, and maybe it won't. I hope it does. Maybe he thinks he can get there with just the rhetoric. But if the polling goes against him, the rhetoric, rhetoric isn't working, although there's some indication that it actually is, but I don't know if I can believe the polls. And something of Reichstag equivalence occurs. It won't necessarily be the burning of the House of Representatives, but something that they can set it up to absolutely, in their mind, portray it as being a right-wing or conservative action. Then you know that Satan truly has assumed control of the United States of America. What do we do? You know, it's interesting. China, which in my opinion is maybe with the most despised and despicable country in the world, there's part of it's, it's the most envious. China wants to make the U.S. not more like China. China just wants the U.S. to be part of China. And they're doing a heck of a good job. But what do you and I do? You know, I, I, I tell you every week to sit tall on the saddle, America. Remember, you ride for the brand of Jesus Christ. But one of my heroes of the faith, Richard Wormbrand, founder of Voice of the Martyrs, the one who spent 11 or 12 years in a Yugoslavian prison. Why? Because he had the audacity to preach Yeshua HaMashiach, that Jesus is the Messiah. He said, quote, A man really believes not what he recites in his creed, but only the things he is ready to die for. End quote. Interesting, huh? Have you ever sat down to make a list of the things that you would be willing to die for? I haven't. 
but I'm going to. This quote from Warren Brand, which I read only yesterday. I'm pretty well read of this stuff. I don't remember this one. Has moved me to where that if we aren't willing to die for it, we will we will do anything while alive to keep ourselves alive, to avoid having to die for it. The first step in preparing for persecution is identifying the things that we are going to do no matter what the cost is. Because the Christians in America, as written by, um, gosh, I can't think of his first name. His last name is Cole. President Cole, a voice of the martyrs, he said, is the word that describes Christian America more than anything else is unprepared. He said, persecuted Christians in restricted nations have counted the cost and considered Christ worthy. So they prayerfully approach each day with an obey-at-any-cost mindset. I'm quoting him here. Too many Christians in free nations live in fear of those who oppose us while worrying about losing the things of this world. But for decades, our Chinese Christian family members have boldly, lovingly, and humbly obeyed Christ no matter how their government opposed them. When their gatherings were made illegal, they held their church services anywhere necessary to avoid the secret police. And they also prepared for the inevitable arrest so that when pastors were imprisoned, others in the congregation were now ready to take their place. Meanwhile, the imprisoned pastors embraced their time in jail as a new ministry assignment from the Lord. They simply continued their work. And in communist China today, there are hundreds of millions of facial recognition cameras. They are tracking believers everywhere. Believers, of course, try to avoid this. They try to make they try to not get caught, but they're going to do no matter what they need to do, no matter if they do get caught. They have already determined what they're willing to die for. We have a reverse mentality. Most Christians will say we'll do anything necessary to stay alive, like the John MacArthur quote, which I understood him to have said. If you take the mark of the beast, God will forgive you. You don't have to worry. You may not go to hell for taking the mark of the beast. You've got to feed your family and take the mark of the beast. That's America. We'll do anything to stay alive. Having a list of what we'd be willing to die for being nothing. I'm going to make that list. And as soon as you decide what you'll stand for, the sooner you will be ready to oppose anything that gets in the way of that commitment. Only that. Only that will possibly, possibly, save this United States. If the Christians falter, if the Christians run for the exits, if we seek safety, look, I'm all for states leaving this union because I think divorce in this, in this situation is the only means politically for a restitution and a reconciliation. Some states got to get up and leave so other states see how the states that have left have been blessed by God. And they want to do things differently. But until that point comes, we have no choice. Well, you do have a choice. 
the choice is going to be, are you just going to be another average Christian who may not even stand up for the word when the pressure comes to confess Jesus Christ, but will deny him to save your life? Or will you sit tall in the saddle because you ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ? God bless you. We'll see you next week.